2: Hey, 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 what's going on? You are listening to Talk About Gay Sex Tags Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Rodriguez, alongside my other co-host, Steve Carpenter. Howdy, howdy. How are you? Good, good, good. And filling in for Jeremy, our favorite Lincoln is here, fresh off of his Madonna spin class. It was so much fun. I'm
3: really good. I didn't know know it was Madonna spin class. Every time Madonna comes out with a new album, or a few other artists, I literally put on the album. Hit play in front of fifty people and teach a spin class.
2: <laughs> and it's album... like putting
3: a ne- needle on a record. Do people still do that?
2: I, they, yeah. I do. I have o- a, occasionally, a vinyl yeah. record. Come back. Yeah. yeah, it was really fun. I want to get the the new album. Is really good. So it's definitely a interesting and journey. And I mean, I'm dancing. I'm in Lisbon. It's like really... I keep
3: saying, she's yet again created a new genre of music, and this album is her Bohemian
4: Rhapsody.
2: Exactly. Enjoy. Oh. Yeah. I really love I it. To,
4: now I have to hear it.
2: Yes, yeah. it's really good. We've got to get you. We'll talk more about that. Um, before we get into everything, uh, next Wednesday, June 26th, we are live for our live Pride podcast we're doing it in New York City
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wednesday we're, we're actually doing, be crazy doing it here oh cool. so but it, we're gonna be live on our Facebook page so people can go to facebook.com forward slash tags podcast and watch us from 8 to eight forty five Eastern Daylight Time nice. but if you're in New York City email me steve at talkaboutgaysex.com to get the actual address of where we're recording it and I, some people already from Guatemala and Nicaragua are coming oh, into town and reached out to me. Somebody from awesome. Tel Aviv is coming in who listens Yay. to the show. I'm cool. so excited World to meet these pride. people. It World really is pride. World pride. Awesome, And Steve. so join us Wednesday, June 26th for that. We're going to have some great guests on that episode and talk about pride and all of those good things. And one more uh, bit of thing I wanted to announce is there's a, a new cruise line called Vakaya Cruise Line. I'm going to be on the inaugural cruise, hanging out August 11th through 18th. It goes. It's a P town cruise, so it dis- cool. it goes out of New York City, makes its way to Canada, goes through Maine, and ends up for Carnival, which I'm excited awesome. to experience yeah. in P town for two days, August 11th through the 18th. Kristen Chenoweth is singing her heart out. There's some other great uh, <laughs> DJ. Uh, Corey Craig is mm-hmm. going to be Good. spinning, Steve Cunningham, and a lot of other people. So if you can make it, go to com. I'll be talking more about that. But it's pride season, guys, and I'm sure you're excited with your protein bakery. We talked last time on how, are you just going to have the doors open? You have a store called The Protein Bakery here I in I do. I own a
3: store called The Protein Bakery at 144 West 19th, just a little east of 7th Avenue. And I have felt it since before June. People are coming in from all over the world and, and visiting the bakery and being in Chelsea and, oh, and seeing New York. And, yeah, that's great. Um, I saw a lot of shows this year for the Tonys, pre Tonys, oh, and I was really too. excited about that. And I saw a lot of people in that energy.
4: So the New York energy is at an all-time high. Oh, it's going to be I can great. Feel It's, it. it's going to increase. I mean, I remember the 25th anniversary of Stonewall in New York, and that was insane. Oh, Wow. You know. Yeah. So, so I know I'm I'm dating myself, but no, <laughs> no, not at all. That's but great that was that, you were that was that was crazy. So the 50th anniversary. I mean, the energy is building already, and it's gonna it's gonna keep. Building, So yeah. it's going to be wild. There's so much. Wild great, couple of weeks. There's so much
2: great energy. And there's a lot of stories of hate crimes I've been reading about yeah. that I don't want to focus on on no. this show. But <laughs> I know you all know them. But just to talk about a couple good ones that I've read about. There was a in Pittsburgh. There was the parade the other day. And there was a straight man actually that went out giving free dad hugs. He went with Aww. a woman that um a mom gives free hugs right. to basically youth that their parents have basically you know, shunned them. Right. And he decided to go alongside his friend Good. and offer hugs. And the response that he got was astronomical. That's awesome. It's great. And the connections he made, and you don't realize how many youth there are out there that parents still to this day in 2019 are constantly shunning them. And I think it's yeah. a great shout out to him. For doing that. I think
3: that's a great reminder, Steve, that, you know, pride really is now about the youth in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Like we need to set the mark. We went through a lot of tragedy. We're on the other end of it. And I have, this has been my mantra for the past two months and it will continue to be, I know, into the summer. I don't want everything to be really exclusive. I want it to be inclusive. It is world pride. Exactly. Do it. Just be a part yep. of it, get a ticket, don't have a ticket, be on the street. It doesn't matter. It's about us all being together. Absolutely. Not exclus- it- exclusivity. I don't... It's not my gig for World Pride.
2: Mm-hmm. His name, just a shout out to him, was Scott Howie Dittman, and it was the Pittsburgh Pride Parade that he participated in, which was really cool. We talked about it briefly, Marsha P. Johnson. Right, right. who And... Uh, Sylvia Rivera, who are mm-hmm. getting a monument? Do you know them? Did you hear about them? Lincoln? I heard about the monument. I don't know a lot about them, but so I've heard for about people the monument. that don't know, they were the first transgendered, if you will, right bef- um, back in the seventies and 80s and really stood up to a lot of early transgendered youth that had nowhere to go and created uh, a safe haven for them, which was really good. There's a great documentary you can watch, The Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson on Netflix, which I watched, which is really... it's it's a
4: good documentary. It's it's sad, but it's a good documentary.
2: Right. And it's nice that they're going to get their... Monument, yeah. uh, so that we learn more about them. Um, other things in the news that we want to talk about: Ecuador and Botswana. Botswana, obviously, is going to acknowledge um, decriminalize gay sex. It's about time. It is about time. It's about time. And Ecuador is same sex marriage same-sex is legal marriage. Yeah. in Ecuador, so this is good. I feel like there's. Things so, if you
4: have any Ecuadorian boyfriends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's more
2: positivity in other countries right now than sometimes in our own. Yeah,
4: there our, is some legislation
3: here passing. I, I haven't kept. There's so much news. You I know. know? I it's, know.
4: It's, it's it's news overload. And it's like, and, and it's all about Trump, unfortunately. Well, I will never forget know?
3: what Michael Moore said before pump. Trump Trump <laughs> was elected because someone said, what will it be like if he becomes president? And he said, it will be like trying to take a sip off of a fire hydrant. Ugh. You know, when they open uh-huh. a fire hydrant, like, like. it's going to be such a yeah. landslide of information and bullshit and lies and real news and fake news. And, but can you say that on? Yeah, of okay, you cool. can. Um, that you're never going to be able to gather. And, yeah. and I do feel that some of our rights, some of the positive things that are happening, mm-hmm. We don't even hear about it. Get overshadowed. No. Yeah. One no, of the positive
2: do. things that is happening is Pulse Nightclub. We all remember that. The yes, horrible is. shooting is um, th- they're trying to have it become a historic landmark. And I think that would be really good. Absolutely. Right? I think
4: that would be great because, you know, the, well, I mean, shootings in general, I mean, it's, unfortunately, it's just like, oh, what's the shooting of the week? You know, because Congress won't get off their fucking ass and do something about it. Excuse my French. But... You know, um this that, is now the
2: third three years ago this occurred this is three years ago, yeah, and yeah.
3: nothing's changed. It would mean and that they changed. would get
2: federal money if they became a historic landmark right. and to keep them obviously in running and I think that's definitely one way to remember yeah, those who lost their lives in that horrible shooting, yep, I think it's a good thing um but I wanted to talk about something. When you were on the show recently, Lincoln, we started a whole conversation about PrEP. And one of the comments I remember that you had made was PrEP should be available to everybody. And although so many people... Agreed with that. We did get some flack, and we've been carrying on this conversation. I feel for the last four. I think weeks. it was.
4: I think it was. Everyone should be on prep. Everyone should be on comment. prep. And probably that sounds like me because I do believe that. Right. right. And
2: some of the commentary in general, most people agreed with that. And, and it should
3: be free, by the way. I didn't say yes, you should financially have to be commit to that. I'm, I just think everyone to stamp out the virus, which is what it is. Mm-hmm. Everyone should be on it. That was the comment.
2: You'll be happy to know there is a new um, I'll get to a new story about PrEP and how it potentially there's an uh, they're trying to make it so that anybody that has insurance, your provider cannot uh, not prescribe it to you. And that's a brand new initiative that I think is going to go through, which I think. Would would attest to that. Of course, if you don't have insurance, it doesn't speak to that. Some of the things that people were saying were that if you have a liver or kidney disease, obviously PrEP isn't for you. And I think that's what a lot of people, you know, some of the people, what they that's were saying.
4: Were the, yeah, people were talking about, you know, uh, some of the comments we got were the side effects. You know, that, that, you know, we haven't really talked about the side effects. But, you know, it may be not on that episode, but we have talked about them before. And... You know, yes, with the Truvada, there is potential for issues with kidney or liver function issues. But, you know, if you are behaving yourself, then you are going every three months and you're getting your blood work and you're getting an HIV test because you need to be negative if you're on PrEP. So every three months, you should go get blood work, get your new prescription, and they're going to check your kidney functions. They're going to check your liver functions. So hopefully you would avoid so all that. So you're being monitored. And yeah. if there's anything wrong, then they're going to change you out. Um, they, Gilead does have a new drug out um, that they want to kind of replace Truvada with. It does the same thing, but there are less issues with kidney and liver functions, and that's uh, Descovy. Yeah, and that so, somebody
2: pointed in another article, somebody that wrote into us saying mm-hmm. that that's currently only in studies currently. Right. And is that true that you know?
4: As far <laughs> as I know, it's, it's only it's in, in study but, but it's it's been very positive, so they're they're trying to accelerate that a little bit. I so. of course
2: I have a meeting or a meeting a doctor's appointment tomorrow to see about myself getting on uh, prep tomorrow. So have you, oh, I know cool I'm not I'm not, yeah. That's great. I'm just, well, just the other to, you, thing that we good. did
3: say the last episode was that because you do have to be tested every three months, it's yes. also bringing down STDs in the gay community mm-hmm. because you're getting tested more often. Remember we were are getting we were
2: tested, with, not necessarily, though, for STIs. I always but get, you STIs should get tested. with, with
3: yeah, my yeah. doctor does them all at the same time.
2: Yes. And that's what mm-hmm. we've been talking more recently, right, mm-hmm. Carpenter, is yeah. that if they don't, if they're just checking HIV status and your organs, kidneys and liver and so forth, mm-hmm. that you should, on top of that, maybe if you're more sexually active, get STI checked more often than that three-month period. Because some of them go undetected STIs for a period of time, and the, some of those rates we've seen are going up. Yeah. I know well, people don't like when I say that sometimes, but, but it's, it's true. just I've read enough articles. And,
4: and syphilis is one of those things that you know the, the, the symptoms, the primary symptoms are generally you get a sore somewhere. But you know if that sore is in the back of your throat or in your ass, you may not know it's there. So you may not know you have it. So that's why it's important. You know, you've, well, I've had no symptoms. Well, you know, but you've been sexually active. So just, you know, do yourself a favor and get tested. And the other It's thing not we a were, shame thing. We were, and talk, just, you know,
2: we were talking about is the importance of swabbing mouth right. and anus, which isn't always done and doesn't show up in certain blood work tests. And, right. you know, obviously you're eating ass, sucking cock. It can live in your mouth without mm-hmm. actual signs.
3: It's a virus. It's a not virus. personal. And by the exactly. way, when I said
2: this so many episodes ago,
3: my intention was not telling anyone what to do with their body that's or it. with their medication in any way, shape, or form. No, you're just However, saying your personal preference, and that's I saw that's tons fine. of people getting infected in San Francisco <laughs> in the late 80s that if yeah. we had been able to turn to each other then and say, hey, if you take this blue pill... This could help our right. community. It's about self-care. That's mm-hmm. it. And of course, I know people that are not on PrEP. It upsets their stomach. I've had, I know people that have broken out in uh, chickenpox when they've done PrEP. So then they have to do the chicken chickenpox vaccine. This is all case by case. And you right. should all be taking care of yourself, period. Like, that's exactly. all I meant by that. Exactly.
4: Yeah. And if you're, and one last time, if you're by. sexually active, get tested regularly.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Switching gears a little bit, I know you watch Pose, correct? Yes.
4: Carpenter, Uh do you
2: watch Pose? I haven't watched it, I'm sorry. Oh, we got to slap him, we got (laughs) to slap him. (laughs) The only thing I want to say about the season two opener, and not too much of a spoiler alert at all, but I know you watched it, Carpenter, Uh and I learned something in the opening of season two opener. The Billy Porter and another main character go off. They look like they're on an island somewhere, and what you realize is they're somewhere um, on a off a Bronx island, essentially. Right, and in the East River. What you learn is that's where so many of the burials happened to AIDS vict- uh, people that died of AIDS back in the eighties wow. and nineties. Yeah. And what they would do is they would put almost hazmat uh, suits over. People that were lifting these boxes that had just simply numbers on them, and there yeah. was thousands and male twenty
4: seven, male twenty eight. Yeah, it and it, it's awful. such
2: a scene. So I started to look it up, and I found a whole article in the New York Times that came out about a year ago. Um, it's they entitled it "Death of AIDS and Unforgotten in Potter's Field: An Untold Chapter mm-hmm. of the AIDS Epidemic." Scores of unclaimed bodies were buried in a remote spot on Hart's Island. Uh, how many exactly remains unclear. And I don't know, were you struck by that when you saw that, Carpenter? No, about? I knew Did about you it. already know
4: about that? I knew about it, yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy well, how... Well, what, what was happening, there were, there were a lot of things you know, during the AIDS crisis because you know, families, you know, young men had come to New York they, you know, to be gay, and they didn't tell their families they were gay. The minute the families found out they were sick, they didn't want to touch them. You know, because they didn't not only they up, approve, they didn't know. You know, and again, too, th- there was only one funeral home um, that would that, deal with that these, would, that would take somebody who had died of AIDS. So, you know, because
2: uh, um, what they would say, the reason they would put these hazmat suits over yeah. them was that even though they're dead, they were fearful that they, the well bodily they, fluids would still maybe infect them. Well, and they didn't
4: know how it was transmitted at that point. They didn't. They didn't, they didn't and they were being cautious. I get it, but. You know, but yeah, unfortunately, because of that, there are a lot of people who wound up in the Potter's Field. You know, yeah, um, and it's, it's but it is a
2: piece of our history, and to this day, is. you cannot go to that island. I think it's um, it's you're not allowed to go there unless you have say, you have to get
4: a permit a or permit some and kind of permission to go there.
2: Yeah, and I think so. they, they should work on that because there's so many people. Well, that- I
4: would like to see it as an. I would like to see it a memorial. Right. You know, to be honest, I mean, all the people that died that are literally buried in an unknown grave. I mean now, I mean I I believe very much that when you leave you leave. Right. You know, so I'm not one of those people of, you know,
2: and you I have on mine uh, cremate me on mine. So yeah, I mean, I want to be cremated and scattered be, yeah. in the
3: meat rack at Fire Island. So. <laughs>
2: yes, you said that before, <laughs> and I, I like that. Um, well, what's
3: really great is that this story is being told on Pose on FX. So it exactly, that's really great. There really it is. Is. and and that's the a one, memorial or not? That's a memorial.
4: One of the things I love about the show is that they cover a lot of the stuff that people people really didn't know about. I mean, granted, all you know, it's the 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 whole thing of the uh, their their gatherings and their competitions are. Um, they were a lot seedier than they, than they show them, but, yes. uh, but, but they cover it, so which I think is great.
2: And I'll repost this article in the New York Times, yeah, ones, which really goes into great detail on our website, so check that out at tagspodcast.com. Do you guys know Matthew Camp? Of course you do. Yes. You do. Well, there's a new documentary. You don't? No. He's a... How would you describe Matthew Camp? He's, he was a go-go boy... Here in New York City, he has a, I believe, like an OnlyFans page. He's done...
3: Yeah, I guess he's a, he had a, a, he has a gay male fragr- model, and he has a fragrance now. I got his
2: fragrance before that's... How is it? I actually like it. It smells cool. a little rancid, but that's <laughs> leathery and Isn't di- it called like four inches underwear. or something? Yeah. It's It's, got, it's not or- meant to be like a... You know, walking 13. through the lakes of Paris. And right, It's right, right. meant to be down, dark, and dirty, and dark and, and it, dirty. To me, a little of it <laughs> goes a long way. But I, I was intrigued by it, and <laughs> that's it's cool. when you want to have that dark and dirty sex, it it works. I think sounds okay. like a, what you, a, a nice crotch that's been. Yeah, you know, baby. I do not know him <laughs> personally.
3: I do not know. I do know him personally. I don't know him well. We worked together at David Barton back in the day. <clears throat> And what I do like about Matthew Camp is he does seem like a New York City character. Exactly. And anyone that can separate themselves, as I personally like to do, from other New York City characters and still stay a character Mm -hmm. and not become khaki and average or... Basic or whatever adjective you want to use. I mean, I like the uniqueness of people, and he's made it into a brand and he's an a icon new York character. I love he that. totally is. I, lo- I love that. Well,
2: yep. there's a new uh, the Frameline Film Festival, which in San Francisco, where I'm from, is out uh, coming starting June 20th. And on Friday, June 28th, you can see Camp Chaos. It's about uh, following around Matthew Camp um, about his sexcapades and him oh, cool. recreating some of his. Sex stories And it sounds really oh, that should be fun. They, they label it XXX rated But he has a comment that I wanted your guys's feedback on Quote, he says I feel like it's important as gay men That we exercise our right To want to have sex To make content with it And profit off it It's sort of a revolutionary act As he says um, <laughs> What do you think of that? I mean, he feels that as gay men, that we should exercise our right to want to have sex, make content with it, and profit off it. It's sort of a revolutionary act. And that's such a bold statement, but I'm not mad at it. I get. Some I'm not <laughs>
3: mad at it, but I don't consider it revolutionary. It's called the oldest profession <laughs> for a reason. You can't have a revolution. You just that deflated wrong? that bubble <laughs> over no, there. No, I know. <laughs> no, it's great. And, and the more, listen, there's a lot of shame going into People, everything we just talked about, oh, from Travada yes. to HIV and all You're that. Right. So to own that back in our own two hands and to. That is revolutionary, uh, yeah, sure, is. but I, I think it's just a, the way that's okay, Let me was push a back.
2: Me. Let me push back on. Yes, we all know that prostitution is <laughs> is the oldest living career. We reported on how New York last week. We were talking about how New York may decriminalize prostitution. That may be coming about. So, I don't think there's anything revolutionary about sex, gay sex, like you say. However, things like OnlyFans, which has become this newfound way for, we've had a lot of guys on the show that have either come from porn or maybe not, but mm-hmm. are creating their own content right. and people and all these and making fetishes. making their own profits There's from. a guy I follow that he's a foot dom and I follow him. And all it is is that is, and I don't know if it's revolutionary, but he's using maybe a, a newer platform to speak to his, their audience, and people are buying into that. Uh, BDSM and things, certain fetishes, as we talked about on last right. week's shows, are becoming more, less taboo, and people are exploring them. So that leads to more content and ways that we explore. Is it revolutionary? I don't know. Or are we just becoming more desensitized I, I and mean, open?
4: I, I don't think it's necessarily revolutionary. I think it's just coming back. Because so much sexuality was suppressed during the, you know, during fifties, well, the fifties, but then, 50s, the, you know, it, with the the, yeah. and then the AIDS crisis alone, just, you know, no one, you know, it just until they figured out what was going on with it, nobody was having sex with anybody of any kind. They didn't want to touch anybody. So Um yeah, so, I mean, a lot of it, like all, you know, the leather bars just kind of went away, and, you know, they never really did come back to the degree that they used to be. Uh, but, you know, I mean, a lot of that, you know, I, I think it's just rediscovery, and, then, and people are saying, yeah, it's okay, you can touch people again, and you can, and we can, you can talk explore, about this and you a can little have bit fun. More. And, and it doesn't have to be in the closet, it doesn't have to be taboo anymore, so...
3: And I don't want to put down talking about anything because we're doing a podcast which (laughs) is all talking. But sometimes there was a day where you dialed up on AOL and went into a men for men chat room and it's the same it's the same situation where you said something, did something, saw a picture of something that you thought was interesting that your fantasies went crazy for a little bit and then you let it go or you got deeper right. into it. But wasn't now that, weren't we being
2: secretive? Yeah. Weren't we being more secretive back then mm-hmm. when we would, I remember going on those chat lines back in the day and it was like nine, seven, you know, you go on there, but it was me being, you know, unknown and no one knew who I was. I think what he's talking about and he's, they say he gives a grin as he's made that statement is that it's out in the open. He's owning his... Yeah how he's presenting his sexuality like yep this is what I'm doing and putting it out there a little bit more you give me a face no <laughs> I completely I love it
3: I love Matthew Camp I support him a thousand percent I think it's great that a man is doing this a gay man in 2019 what year was erotica made
2: Thank what you. year was the
3: sex book made yeah I was listening to an interview of Reese Witherspoon and Oprah and they were talking about how ambition is a word that's never used by a woman What year was Blonde Ambition? Like not for Madonna doesn't have all the answers. I get it. But I'm just saying nothing's this is why I had a problem with the word revolutionary. Mm I'm right. Like
2: Yes, exactly. Right?
3: (laughs) I I think it's great. I wish there was a Mike uh, Matthew camp in San Francisco, LA, Chicago. Like, Mm -hmm. bring it more. It's like the IML competition or all those, you know, it's all part of our community and it's adding different shades of color. And I think it's great. And for him to have what he's doing is a bit revolutionary and great. I hope he has great success and many more.
2: I agree. I don't know that it's revolutionary. It's a big bold word to use, but it is nice to reclaim our sexuality. (laughs) It's good advertising. It got us talking about it. Exactly, reclaiming our sexuality in many, maybe reclaiming it back to Mm -hmm. owning it, much like Madonna. You know, ambitious and And all that. And I think
3: Matthew, like everybody else, like Madonna, like everybody, we're all human. Yes, certain months. Yay, let's claim it. Uh Other months, leave me alone. Don't touch me. Yeah, I want (laughs) to eat Nutter Butters and watch Pose on Netflix. Yeah,
2: exactly, exactly. Um, So we get a lot of people writing into us. People often want our take, not necessarily advice, Carpenter. Right? No, I know, I know. Our take. I know. I keep saying that because. <laughs> sorry, but um, so maybe it's so a we, lot of finger pointing going on. I know. On I know. Uh, I'm definitely guilty of that. Let me read this to you guys, and you let me know what you think. He writes, "So I'm a 40 year old bottom that has never had fun hooking up, and I'm sorta at wit's end and don't know how to change things for whatever." Time I have left being sexually active. To make a long story short, I am an average-looking guy, though some people say I'm attractive, more on the thin side, and I have almost um, 0% to 0.1% in... Experience hooking up, I think is what he meant to say, pretty much when I have tried to hook up, I usually have to message hundreds of guys before I find a match, and By the time I find a match, my mood has changed as I feel so rejected, and I have overcome my fear of rejection. So my fear of rejection has been cemented in me as I have been struggling with this for twenty years. Sex therapy is not working. I am insecure about my body as I feel that the uh, the hook the um, sorry. Um, he has a burning topic for us which has been driving him nuts Uh, sorry I just lost my place there Uh, he's insecure about his body as he feels that the hookup apps are there are so many hot and good looking guys that he doesn't think anyone would want to hook up with him when there are so many other choices so I end up using drugs to deal with my fear of rejection so I can go through with the hookup, but the drugs don't work anymore. Um, he's decided to get sober, which is good, but it's still uh, left with his fear of rejection. He doesn't um, know how he can overcome this. And again, it's just a lot of history of perceived rejection. So um, he's terrified and you get the you point. Know, yes. You, you,
4: see, you see this in the gay community a lot, Unfortunately. You know, um, you, you see it in the gay community that, you know, people are, you, people are insecure just to start with because you were raised in a hostile environment. You're a gay, you're a gay man and you were raised in a straight environment. You know, you, you were told, you're oh, well, you're going to grow up and get married and have children and blah, blah, blah. OK, so you're insecure to start with. You then go out into the gay world. You feel you're average looking and whether you know it's it's all a matter of your own perception you feel you're average looking and all these other people are more gorgeous than you so why would they want you you know that's you know the, these are self-esteem things which many of us i think we all also, we t- all we suffer all suffered from, from even we the guy you probably
2: think that's really good looking and hot has in his insecurities, believe it or not. A lot of the guys
4: that go to the gym and work out endlessly, they do that because they're insecure and they feel they have to be prettier. It's called the Adonis complex. Exactly. Exactly.
2: Are you sure you're going to want to hear Michael? Yeah, I do.
3: (laughs) First of all, he said that he went to therapy about this, correct? Yes. Which is a big bravo for him. Yes, Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm going to quote uh, from Whoopi Goldberg's latest book hire someone straight up hire an escort hire someone that is on your terms you play things out with them you will get over your hump Mm -hmm. if you're spending hours and hours on apps uh, and doing drugs uh, to hook up with people randomly on apps why not trust a professional that knows what they're doing that will get you over that hump It might be controversial, it might not be legal, but in my opinion, you find someone online who likes to tickle your toes in a certain way. You might be married, monogamous, you might have a boyfriend, you might be single, you might be insecure, whatever. There is someone out there who's going to tickle your toe the way you want them to, and why pull down your self-esteem and sex therapy and many years of childhood... When you just want someone to tickle the toe, so hire someone to do it. And and the apps, the apps suck. I'm sorry, and it saves so much time. time. The the apps—it's wild card on top of wild card on top of drug use on top of. Yeah, I mean, I've said a million
2: times, I do horrible on the apps, and it's which is why I like to go out and meet people. And that, of course, would be my advice. But that being said, many people that are insecure, don't do well going out and about. It took me a while, but now I'm fine going about out by myself, Mm -hmm. and I find I meet great people, and they're not always people I'm going to hook up with, but they're people that I I connect with, and Mm -hmm. I love that human interaction. We We met at a bar. And I, I Gregory meet, in a bar. You know. I meet tons of people that way. Mutual friend of us, And you Tense. don't know
3: who they know, who you meet in a bar. But if this guy is shy, if this guy, right. he sounds like there's a lot going on there. And yeah. and listen, I'm not advocating for illegal, pay, whatever. I, I just think well, that there are. Well, in New York,
2: it might be legal.
3: But it might be legal. But there are people but, out there that will do that. It's It's like going to therapy to me. Right. I see it and, as know, the but, same.
4: And, and, you know, kudos to this guy for, first of all, realizing that, you know, hey, I want to fix this. So reaching kudos, out. Kudos for reaching out to a therapist. Kudos for, for giving up the drugs because that never makes it better. <laughs> you know? I was going to say the thing so, about
2: the drugs, too. I think it's great that he's trying to be sober with this yeah. because that. Is a slippery slope, obviously, Mm -hmm. and never really seems to make it better. I'm not saying drugs are good, you know, whatever. I'm just saying if you're using drugs to try and make something right that's not been working, it's probably going to
4: really snowball downward. If you have self-esteem issues, too, the drugs make it worse. Know. Absolutely. They really make right. it it's worse It's
3: cheating I mean listen so. Certain people can have two drinks And get over a hump And move on But that's the minority Not the majority mm-hmm. Especially yes. if it's a really Addictive right. drug
2: yes, yes Exactly That's working against you Somebody else wrote into us Recently and they said They have a burning topic for us Which has been driving Him Nuts lately Men on grinder Or the apps Again the apps are at the bars. I'm literally just getting in from drinks at a bar and I think this person was in uh, Arizona. Half the guys are on their phones chatting with dudes. I'm not sure if I am up for this, this social disconnection. My 25-year-old relationship ended recently. Thinking about dating and putting myself out there at 49 is daunting. I'm left irritated um, how things have changed. So, I mean, this is... A conundrum that I think so many people talk about that, well, there's two th- points to this that, sure, the apps, are social media is taking us away from real life interactions. I just mm-hmm. spoke on the last comment that I think I do better in real time with people. Uh, yeah. Any advice for him? He's 49 and getting out there, but all he sees is this, you know people on the apps. Um, well,
4: I, I mean, I know I, I, it makes me crazy when you go to a bar and they've got dark parts of the bar and, you know, someone walk, wanders back there and then they fire up their 3,000 candle power <laughs> Here's know, the annoyance phone. factor for it's, the lighting. It's just, you know, it's like, oh, come on. I mean, this I, is not the place to fire up your phone, girl. When you're
2: in a room full you know, of some of the places we go room, to, there's exactly. so many... Hook up moments. You're in a all room full of you. people.
4: You just gotta reach out, you know? Yeah. Literally. My Literally. <laughs> I know. Just put your <laughs> hand
2: out there and, and reach for something good. My favorite part <laughs> is being
3: at the Eagle here in New York, yeah. and all of a sudden I'm over by the DJ booth and I look around and everyone's on their phone and yeah. it feels like computer lab in high school. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, I'm in the computer lab. Time to leave. <laughs> My advice to this person, first of all, the apps are not going to leave. No, no, they're
4: not. They, Sorry. They, Get they, used are, to
3: them. they are designed for people to connect. They really are. But mm-hmm. we're in our own bullshit to, to connect with people. We have our own blockers. So first of all, what are you <laughs> responsible for? Your own profile, Mm -hmm. what you say in your profile. Say, uh, you know, put a normal picture of yourself, put your real age, and say, not into apps, into actually meeting people, and at least put that in the universe of the app. I like that. And then don't depend completely on the app. I have definitely gone out to the Eagle, gotten home, and had three people. On an app, say, hey, I really wanted to talk to you, but it looks like you work at the Eagle, so I didn't want to interrupt you while you were working. Or I was a little intimidated. I didn't want to say hi. Or And, and, I, and, the, and I go, hey, great. Next time I'm there, definitely say hello. I'll look for you, too. Mm-hmm. And I've met some friends in my life just that way. Yeah. So I don't think it's black and white.
2: I don't think it is either. You can no, make it's them not.
3: work together, period. Yeah, I agree.
2: I mean, we were just saying, I, you know, how you and I, Carpenter, meet people out with our mm-hmm. friends or romantic or, you know, last night's best hookup or not. Mm-hmm. When I go out, I find people. I went out the other day to a place here in New York City, the Monster Bar. And I love upstairs at the Monster Bar because upstairs... Is very old school. I mean, really old school. But part of that I love. And I can sit there and I can get a martini if I want to have a martini. And there's always like a bench seat open next to me. And you never know who's going to sit there. Mm -hmm. I met a guy that's going to come to our live podcast next week. Oh, cool. That's so Uh, fun. He's deaf, actually. And I have an interpreter coming now uh, for the deaf community who's going to... Awesome. uh, Oh, wonderful. ...the hearing impaired. Sorry. And that's going to sign at our live talking awesome. podcast great. he's awesome. bringing his buddies to the show. So that's I mean, really great. That's the kind of cool things you can meet. I mean, are there people on their phones? Of course, but of course there's plenty of people that are not. And there's, <laughs> you just open yourself up to the possibility of meeting so many cool people. And some of them you might even sleep with too. And
3: absolutely. And the only, the last thing I want to say about this, and I've thought this my whole life, um, it only takes one. Right. So it doesn't matter if you meet them on an app, at a bar, in a men's restroom, at a gay bar, at an airport, It does. walking down the street. It doesn't at matter. bridal shower. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> but just remember that it does only take one. Yes. So I did not meet my current boyfriend on an app. And all those people, all that time on the apps that I spent... If I run into somebody on the street, I don't go. Ooh, I met you on an app. I can't look at you in the eyes. Oh, well, it's just an no. app. It's to me, yeah. it's all a, a division of Facebook with their own little niches in
4: them.
1: You know what I
3: mean? Yeah.
4: The the only thing I mean, one thing I think apps have done is they 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 in, they don't encourage you to not be shy. If you're a shy person or you're you know you you're just a little uncomfortable going out and talking to new people, then you know th- this. It, it, unfortunately, this doesn't help that because you're, it allows you to stay within yourself. You know? So even if you're doing apps, reach out. Go talk to somebody. In fact, that's your homework assignment. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. When you're out, go say hello to somebody that you don't know. They can say piss off. They could say hi. Uh, they could say come back to my place. Whatever. You know? But just go say hello. Just be friendly.
3: And I don't think you need to attach too much to any of this. No. If you're really honest just on hello. the apps, yeah. the people who are fake or have a fake picture or look too good, they're just going to go by the wayside and there's this lovely thing called block and all of a sudden <laughs> they disappear true. and it's over. Period. Yes.
2: We have time for one more story that's making the news right now. And you're, since you're in a relationship currently, Lincoln, uh, I thought we'd ask you initially. Um, okay. <laughs> it goes, how... There's an article that came out in Queer how gay couples respond when asked which one is the man and which one is the woman. And it's such a horrible question. That's I mean, a horrible but question. I had to They're bring it up men. because it's so They're horrible. Both men. It's a question many yeah, they write. It's a question many get asked at one point or another, usually by people who can't see past gender norms. Which one of you is the man and which one of you is the woman? So, so what are but they really asking? Are they, are
4: they asking who's the top and that, who's the bottom? Yes,
2: and that's what the article you know? essentially goes into. And on What's Reddit, it's anybody's they, business. It, it isn't. Like, would you ask? Um, I watch this TV show that is all about Mexican-Americans. And they're so sexually free. It's called Vida. And Mm. they defy sexual norms. And there's a lot of LGBT queer presence on the show. And there's this hot Latina girl. She's a main character. And she hooks up with this guy. And you, you hear them moaning and all that. And when the camera finally goes to them, she has a strap on fucking him <laughs> and he's like yes yes and and what cool. they also do in afterwards is he's actually the needier one wanting to know when they're going to call themselves boyfriend girlfriend and she's like we'll get to it just hang on a second and so i don't know I, there are examples of that and it's a generic question but How do you feel about that, or do?
3: Well, okay. First of all, I'm a man in a relationship with a man. There is no mention of which one's the woman because that's just asinine. Period. Hello. But (laughs) I, my mother divorced my father when I was five, and she became the man and the woman to raise a five-year-old child Mm -hmm. and raise me better than a man, woman, or small village Mm -hmm. could raise a human being. So labels. So I'm I'm out. I'm I'm out with the whole conversation because it's just. Ridiculous. It is. And I'm <clears throat> I've had sex with women. I've had sex with men. Ew. This does not. <laughs> I haven't, as, as you can sex tell. Sex <laughs> is fluid. Sex is gray. It is not black or white. Yes. And if you fall into the black or the white, bully for you. Like people say all the time if you don't want gay marriage, don't marry a gay person. Exactly. I don't want a woman. So why would everyone, anyone ever ask me?
4: Which one's it's the woman deeply, in my relation? It's very condescending you, and insulting. But a straight couple that? Yeah. Would it's you a ask a, a straight couple that? Go, right. You know, well. which one's the man which one's the woman? I mean, well, th- like, hello, you know.
3: Well, you know what? <laughs> Actually, I'm taking this a little out of context, but I think I'll circle it around. Billy Porter was just on The View. And, oh, and he was amazing. And they were talking about we wearing a dress and how a man can wear a dress, which the subtext is, you're less than.
2: Right. Because right. a woman
3: wears a dress. Exactly. Right. Which and this My does mind the same isn't thing quite too. warped there, but this does the same thing, too. It I'm trying to understand, as who's a gay man, I'm inferior
2: trying to understand it more. In this relationship than the yeah, other, because if you would just assume people. that women would be inferior, and if you go with that mentality, what Billy Porter was brilliantly putting, you know, I said I would go to any of his sermons. <laughs> yes. Sign me <laughs> up. Yeah, the school of Billy Porter. Yeah. But yes, I agree. And it's also deeply personal. I mean, typically, in, in what they point out in the article, is straight acquaintances. Prying into it And they think They're being cute With that But they're really mm-hmm. Asking who's doing What in the bedroom yeah. Already deciding Which role Is deemed Right Inferior it, but, than the other And it's It's like
4: really And if you turned That around and you said Well which one of you two Is dominant in the bedroom They would look at you Like who the fuck Are you asking me That question I'd say you know? we'll
2: watch our sex tape. It's coming out next week. So, <laughs> and it's lit beautifully. It's and you'll get to see. But next week we yeah. might be different roles It's on fans because, only yeah. and it's nine ninety nine yeah. a day. Not
3: yes. a month. Uh,
2: Nineteen
4: ninety nine, <laughs> bitch. A half a day. You only get a 12. $19.99, page,
2: bitch. Which good time to announce our Patreon yes, page. Yes, our Patreon page,
4: which is not ninety nine a it day. It is not.
2: There's several tiers and you can go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex, and next week we've re-tiered the levels, which Mm -hmm. I'm so excited about. There's going to be some really great, very focused tiers, and I think you're going to like a lot of the extra content. Mm -hmm. As always, we have our Dark and Dirty After Show, but a lot of other stuff that you'll like to become a member of.
4: But you get the Dark and Dirty After Show pretty much at any membership level, so.
2: Right. And maybe you'll get to see me and see if I'm the man or the woman, or maybe I'm both one one week. Who knows? Who the fuck knows? As always, this is... um, Any other ways that you two are going to be... You and your... We won't say his name, but... Boyfriend (laughs) going to be celebrating...
3: For world pride yeah well it's um his birthday next wednesday so oh we're gonna god. celebrate
4: that yay <laughs> he's the day a pride, of our baby. live
2: podcast okay 27
4: how wonderful i'm gonna be i promise ahead. i'll have a cake for you he's here in the studio he is here now he's you laughing. come
2: to our live podcast i'll have a cake for you yay. just uh, i gotta find out the details
3: um and i want to be at the bakery as much as possible because people are walking in and talking about it and i love Good. that and we're seeing madonna at the pier
2: dance. oh my god so
3: yeah that's my Fabulous. that's the pride and um, two tickets to Madame X, two different shows. So that's And I turned 50 in August, so it's oh my a big God. year. Stonewall turns 50 and Lincoln turns 50, and so it's a bit of a
2: thing. Awesome. So Madonna's a Leo, she's 61. Yep. A lot people, of Leos. People can go to proteinbakery.com yep. to find out more about that Delicious. Everybody deserves goods. a cookie, especially a if treat. there's
3: protein in it.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks so much for doing the show. Thank as you. always, we'll see you during yes, Pride. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much, Steve Carpenter. Yes, always fun. And join us next week. Jeremy will be back with us for our live podcast on nice. Wednesday june 26 between 8 and eight forty-five eastern daylight time jo- uh, join us on facebook or email me steve at talkaboutgaysex.com to find out about ticket information thanks so much and in the meantime continue having hot, hot gay, gay sex, sex.
3: happy pride happy pride
0: fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing if you get a single, double,